young people, you know, people in your generation love to say that people in my generation are going to ruin everything. And people mm-hmm. in my generation love to say, hey, it's your generation who is ruining everything. So for someone who is teaching the next generation, mm-hmm. how capable are their hands? And that goes for my hands too, these two hands right here. Are we going to pick up the torch and pick up where you left off? Are we going to start a new fire? Are we going to build a new village? Or are we screwed and just burn it all down? Oh, no, we're not screwed. We're, you, you guys are going to be fine. I, I have no concerns whatsoever. I've been teaching, you know, people at the university level for a, almost a decade now. And I, I see enough people that give me hope that I don't worry about. I, I don't worry about the future at That's all. Good. That's yeah. good. I, I do and I don't, right? Because the future is, well, okay, we'll define future. My future, I think my future is going to be just fine. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's a bit of a struggle. It's not a real, it's not a deep struggle, but it's a sh- struggle but you work hard, and I think I'll get through it. Now, the future of the country and the world, you know, I can say it's, I can say it's screwed, but nothing I can do about it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's no, no. There's no point worrying about World War III when I live, one, so close to New York City, mm-hmm. and two, it's out of my hands. Yeah. You can only worry about things you can control. Yeah. The, I mean, I, you know, I, I, I said something negative. I, I, I don't feel like China's going to ever fully recover from the COVID thing. Uh, for a multitude of reasons. And I said that in a class with a Chinese national in the classroom, and they just popped right up. And it was like, oh, crap. Oops. <laughs> but not, nothing came of that. But I, um, you know, I, I, I worried about it. I really do. I, I worry about it sometimes. Which is just your opinion, right? In this yeah. country, you're allowed to have yeah. opinions for now. Um, for now. For, for China, I think China's biggest problem is uh, – there's not enough people to replace the old generation because they had that. Oh, no. Oh, they're a demographic time bomb. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I mean, Japan, too, right? Uh I think think Japan has a birthing problem. But China specifically, China, you know, can say China's going to be a problem in 40. There might not be a China in 40 years. There's not enough people. You know, uh, organically, and when I mean by organically is just with the people in the borders at this very moment. Um, We're in the same situation. It's not as bad. But the big difference between us in Japan and China is we we actually do allow immigration. So we can continue to pull in from outside of the United States and maintain our population growth. There may be some people that don't like the composition of the population growth, but tough. You yeah. know, if if you know if it it's for the greater good, then you know, I don't I, and you can come in and you got some skills and you can contribute to to keeping our country growing at a nice moderate pace where everybody has a nice life. Um, more power to you. I don't, you know, I don't care if we're all gray a hundred years from now. Elon, Elon has that concern where we're actually underpopulated as opposed to overpopulated. Yeah. And, and his reasoning is simple. We have, you always need more people to produce more, right? You always got to keep it coming. You need to have people yeah. to replace the people who are currently here. If the birthing rate declines too far, there are not going to be enough jobs. There are not going to be enough people to fill the jobs that needs and everything collapses. Mm-hmm. So I think, I do think there's some merit to that, but it's like, okay, well, if you're so concerned about people having kids, make it more affordable and easier for people to have kids. Yeah. You know, my, yeah. my dad's the oldest of six boys from the 50s to, my how was Uncle Matt, to like 19, mid, mid, early 1969, let's say. So that, that nine years, my grandmother, grandparent had six kids. Find me a, find me a parent right now who can afford six kids in this? In oh this, my in gosh! This world. It's oh my gosh! It's impossible. It is. People can't afford one kid. Well, you know, it's uh, it's not impossible. You know, uh, at the beginning of Caddyshack, 
<laughs> and when the caddy's like lives in a house, he's a big, big Catholic house with like seven or eight kids. Yeah. And he's uh, he had to put all the money that he made in the jar for everybody else there. That's what they're doing. That's what, if you're, if you're in a big family like that, that's, um, that's exactly what you're doing. You got to get the, you got the jar and you hide it in Marge's hair. Yeah. Well, even, even, the, even the Brady bunch, right? The Brady bunch, he was an architect or a lawyer. Mr. Mr. He, was an, he was an architect. Architect. So he's an architect. Yeah. Wife didn't work, had a nanny at home, six kids on one salary. And that was like not unrealistic. He's a hell of an architect. Yeah. And they get, but that wasn't that crazy unrealistic for that kind of time. I think, did the mother work? I didn't watch her pretty much that much. I don't think, no, she was, you know, sitting around cutting flowers and crap. You know, she had a whatever, whatever TV moms did back had a, then. Had a knitting business Boozing. on the side that was off camera. Boozing. Boozing. But like <laughs> that, that was like an average lifestyle back then. And people were like, yeah. Yeah, that's just unbelievable now. But- if yeah. you got hope, I got hope. So, and besides, AI is going to come in and the jobs aren't yeah. going to be there to begin with. 